Hi team, welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we share Beyond the Field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to. Money doesn't have to be scary. Buying a home doesn't have to be painful. And planning your financial future, whatever that may mean, doesn't need to be tough. That's why the content you're about to hear is designed to educate, inspire, and help you tick off your goals. If you don't have any yet, that's cool too. Our team have helped thousands of clients with their financial journeys over the last 10 years. Clients can be anyone from first-time buyers, young folks trying to get a plan in place, or people with extensive property portfolios. We're Kiwis, but we're here to help people abroad too. By listening to this podcast, you're hearing the up-to-date information on all things financial. Sometimes, though, we can change it up and get guest speakers in. From industry leaders, legendary sports stars, local cafe owners, and stories of everyday people. Beyond the Field should help you transform whatever vision you have for your future. Let us help you take back control, remove any fears or doubts, and feel secure. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. I'm Goran Lonka. And I'm Lydia. Hello. Welcome today. Um, I'm interviewing Goran and Kane about the housing policy updates and a few questions I have because I've got many and I have no foundation to ask any of these questions, but I thought it might have been worth it. So the first one, you guys earlier were chatting about um, some comments and stuff you'd seen online. What's what's happening? What's the 411? What's the hot goss? Um, do clarify a bit more on what you mean by that. So I've heard through the grapevine and that is literally just Facebook, which is obviously full of insane people as well as there are full of people with semi-decent ideas. Well, it's, who's going to be affected? Yeah, exactly. So um, that there are people mm. who have investment properties that gotcha. no longer want yeah. to rent it out to yeah. uh, tenants. So we are hearing... At street level, street level, that um, a lot of people now are saying, "Well, if I can't get tax deductibility against my mortgage interest, so what that means is that if my rental income is X and my mortgage interest is Y and my rates are Y and my insurance is Y and my maintenance is Y, most." investment properties are cash neutral and they're based on capital gains purposes over time because people don't need to live off that income because they're living off their their, uh, job income. So these people are saying, well, at the moment, I can claim mortgage interest and so I'm not having to pay tax or minimal tax to uh, the IRD from my rental income. I supply a house, I supply a family, um, with the roof over the head or an individual or a couple or whoever it may be. So I'm supplying or helping with the housing chain. Now with this potential proposal of what the um, government is saying around non-deductibility of mortgage interest, people are going, well, if I, can't, if I, can rent, if I rent my house out and I can't claim mortgage interest, I'm going to have to pay tax and a lot of tax. I'm not after the money. Why would I put someone in my house, depreciate my house, wear and tear? Why would I not pay off my debt if I have cash? And a lot of people do. 
and just sit on the house and have a vacant home and just use it as pure capital gains. Now, I have seen a lot of comments online through social about this and a lot of people are in the same boat and a lot of people are looking to do this purely um, because it just makes sense to them. So what about everyone else that needs a home? What about families? Obviously, homelessness is a huge problem and there are already very vacant lots after the Healthy Homes Initiative came in. So that means your arguments of supply and demand, is it void? Is it null? What does it mean for everyone else? Yeah, so Lydia, unfortunately, that's the backlash that that comes along on the back of these proposals and the people who are going to suffer are the people who are looking to rent a home, people who don't have a home. Okay, so that is the biggest downfall here from what Kane mentioned in terms of people trying to pay off their mortgage in full, leave it vacant, and um, obviously that that process will just follow. Sounds like there's um there's which is be, not fair, right? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like there's going to be even more disparity between the wealthy and the not as wealthy. The divide, I'm telling you, the divide potentially will get worse through this. And people out of spite also will do this if they don't need the income piece and they're purely sitting on a property for capital gains. So when you say they don't need the income piece, these are just people who have one investment property, maybe two, and it could be anywhere in New Zealand, whatever, um, or they're offshore investors. Um, What do you think, I guess, is the, what would be the solve for this? So what I will say... Would that mean they'd be happy to absorb that extra $28 you spoke about in the last podcast? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to do it. And what I will say is that most people, mums and dads or um, true investors, they will leverage to buy an investment property even if they have cash. And a lot of them do because the mortgage interest on that property was used to be tax deductible and it was just sitting there for a reason. So they're like, okay, cool. instead of tying my cash up into a transaction, I can keep that out of it and I can finance the property using equity out of my current home and sit there and tick away purely for capital gains. Most people in this country sit on it for capital gains, not a cash flow. There are people out there that do cash flow and they've got strategic ways around this. Majority of people will do it for capital gains. These people now will use their cash that may be in a savings account, a managed fund, whatever, to pay off the debt on the home and just let it sit there and vacant. And it will create um, an underlying problem around either increasing rents to shorten that tax bill or vacant homes for less tenants to uh, rent. Well, that sounds bloody stressful, if I'm honest, especially if you're someone with a family and COVID's impacted you or you already are living pretty close to the line. Um, What I will say, Lily, just lastly, before you round things off, is that this is purely my thought on this, and this is only my opinion, is that I think... I look at this and I go, well, if they're implementing the capital, uh, sorry, the Brightline test extension now um, and all this kind of stuff, and it was so urgent to do it right now, why was the tax deductibility piece pushed out to October, which is halfway through the next financial year? My thought process on this is they want to see if they can scare people out of speculating and just buying up properties as an investor to see if it will calm a market down and this will dictate whether they implement something like this or not. I also agree with that, very much so. 
And I'd also like to say quite quickly that if you're a politician and you have houses that you invest in property, right? And you also follow suit with this, that is a conflict of interest as far as I'm concerned and is pretty unacceptable. And I feel like there should be something out there to stop that. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button. Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field. Thank you.